Hey guys, welcome to our very special episode of Under the Plum Bob podcast with Team Cowplant. So I'm Vanity. Hi, it's Marissa. And our very special uh, fill-in. Hi everyone, it's Melissa, your friendly neighborhood editor. Yeah, editor. So when we tell when we tell you to cut it out, you can actually do it. I will. And you'll try. I'm gonna actually cut it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm making notes. It's it's all happening live. You're here for it too, listeners. <laughs> that is amazing. All right, guys. So this is our. It's a little bit of a change in flow. Usually, you know, Team Cowplan is your tangent team, but today is going to be our mental health episode. So we're just going to talk about how um, how you play The Sims, how we play The Sims, and how it helps you cope. Um, but before we get started, we kind of wanted to take a minute and let you know that this episode is going to talk about some different mental health disorders, things of that nature, the things that might be a little um, triggering for you. So if you need to skip this episode, we are not going to be heard about it, I promise. But before before you go in, if you do want to, just make sure that you know your local areas to get help. Um, there's a National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. Call it if you need it. They are 24 hours um, and they are there to help you and get you in the right direction. Or even if you know somebody, if you know family, friend, yeah. they can help you uh, with getting them to contact the hotline or, or anything like that as well. And um, also, if you are a veteran, I know that the VA is a hot mess 98% of the time. But I promise you, um, when you do get to talk to somebody... They are really good at what they do. Um, you can always walk in to your local VA and say, I am having a crisis or I'm having a mental health moment and they will get you in like that. So if you want to call the hotline, you can. If you want to call, just make a general appointment and get in. That's usually maybe a little bit faster. You can do that as well. But please, please don't suffer alone. I do greatly, greatly want to express that from personal experience. Do not suffer alone, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even searching, I literally just searched mental health facilities and I searched in my city and state. Tons of resources came up. You can walk into a local hospital, say I'm having a mental health crisis. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you do have the ability you know, to have the internet. So Googling, researching, finding professionals, uh, professional people who can help you with your, uh, whether it's a crisis or whether it's just general health and wellness, you know, a professional to talk to. Obviously, we're going to be talking about The Sims, but EA is not, did not invent this game for therapy, did not. It is a company. All it wants is your money. We totally understand that. Um, but we that's why we want to kind of put this stuff at the top of the episode because we understand we don't want you guys thinking, oh, I'll just buy The Sims and everything will be great. No, reach out to real mental health experts, reach out to real therapists. And uh, also, if you, ha- if you work at a company, I know Melissa knows more about that. Yeah, there are resources that I, I know I didn't really know about when I entered the f- workforce and even earlier um, when I was at university. Uh, if you are enrolled in a university, um, if you're fortunate enough to, to be attending, um, there are resources typically uh, with colleges that are free. Um, you know, there's a, a school 
you know, a guidance center or counseling center. I took advantage of that when I was in college. And if you, yeah. And it's, you know, it's sometimes it's students of psychology who are, you know, training to be therapists, but it's still someone to talk to and unload on, which can be helpful. If your company provides it, if you're, if you're employed at a company that has um, this type of insurance program, uh, there's something called EAP, which is uh, Employee Assistance Program. Uh, it's not available everywhere, but if you think your company might have it, my company has it. It's a larger corporation, but my boyfriend works for uh, a, a retail, a branch of a retail corporation, and they provide it also. Yeah, just look up Employee Assistance Program. Um, usually they'll offer you a number of free visits to a local therapist, counselor, mental health professional. And that can be mm-hmm. really helpful if you're if you need it financially, if you don't need it financially. It's just sort of a, hey, here's here's this resource. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. At most of the places I've worked at, even retail places, do offer uh, whether it be a hotline, a free hotline for employees, or a certain amount of free visits. Um, there's definitely a lot of free or programs where you do just like small monthly payments to pay for it. In, mm-hmm. in America, obviously, in other countries, it's probably you just walk into any hospital and they take care of you. So it's probably not as much of an issue. But yeah, in, sorry in for the, anyone not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone in America, yeah. this is very helpful. Anyone uh, out of the country, you're like, we're cool. It's yeah, fine. Like, in other countries, like, what? I just go call my therapist on Speedball. I got the <laughs> NHS. We should talk about. And we're just like, oh. I know we're like giving people all these resources. It's crazy. Somebody is going through what you're going through, even in a smaller degree. I promise. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this. How has The Sims helped you guys deal, you know, in general? Like how, like, I guess everybody should give a little bit of a backstory to their lives because it kind of would help the process. Um, I guess I'll go first since I'm still talking. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> my mouth my mouth is moving so I guess I'll go <laughs> so I've been playing The Sims since I was about 14 13 or 14 um, I don't remember how I got it one day it was just there I don't know if somebody bought it for me I don't, don't even know how this works because when I was 14 that was many moons ago um, <laughs> but one of the one of the things when I was younger um, was representation wasn't a big deal like wasn't a big thing um, on your TV when I was a kid, you had like the Cosby show, um, which is a very generic black family, which is great. You have a lawyer and a doctor, but it's still a very generic black family, you know? Um, and then you had like the Huxtables and, um, you know, um, Family Matters. And then you had like Fresh Prince. So you had these really weird, yes, they were black families on TV, but they weren't normal. None of them were normal. They didn't you know, speak to your experiences, right? Necessarily. None of, none of, and they were mm-hmm. they they were all like, I mean, I don't know. It was weird to me, and it was great to have them. Don't get me wrong, but like, I didn't want my my life wasn't fully saturated with all the people around who were just black. Like, I lived we were up in a military base, so everybody around mm-hmm. it was a whole rainbow of colors, 
And so, but in mainstream, I mean, you had like, I just named four shows and how many shows were on TV in the nineties? Like, come on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I'm watching full mm-hmm. house and I'm watching step by step and I'm watching all these other shows, you know, call it back y'all. And I just didn't see myself on there. And if I did, it was like, you know, the only time I, oh, I will tell you the minute Boy Meets World brought Angela on, I cried. I cried so hard. because She was rad. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, funny side note, she was actually way older than all of them, but, you know, the lack mm-hmm. crack, so, you know, one knew. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, no authority in saying that, yes, but yes. <laughs> Melissa, cut that. <laughs> but... Um, it, it was one of those things that I never got to see myself. So, and then also I, um, you know, I was like attracted to different ethnicities in my school. And when you saw a black person on TV, you saw them with another black person. So it was even, it was even more uh, diverge for me and it made me just feel alone. It made me feel very, I don't know, just kind of like you're maybe you're weird and all by yourself. And why do you feel this way when everybody else feels this way? And then Angela mm-hmm. came along and she was, you know, with Sean, who I thought was the cutest guy in Boy Meets World ever. Correct. So when I- <laughs> 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 um, Ryder Strong, man, hit me up. Yes. So, uh- <laughs> Still, you've seen him today, right? Yes, ma'am. I don't know about that <laughs> facial hair, but I'm here for the rest of it. <laughs> Give me that facial hair. <laughs> so, so when I played The Sims, I would make me. I would make me, and I'd make my friends, and I would make, you know, the guy that I was I liked that didn't maybe like me back because when we left the military when I was twelve and moved to Texas, y'all, Texas is the South. Texas is good old boy south you know like Mm -hmm. i don't care what you guys think about what's the south what's not the south it's the south come on now so um it's the southeast south it's the southeast (laughs) south ever there's cows and hats and horses there's Um, cows and hats sorry sorry (laughs) wait cows and hats or cows wearing hats just combo bags all of it. You just you see cows wandering in the streets in little cowboy hats. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Longhorns and cowboy hats. Wearing a vest <laughs> of also their print. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, every other Texan listening to this show is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Please stop Sorry. talking about that. Sorry, y'all. I'm not a true Texan, and this is, this is how you know. I also don't like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, so I got to play, I played The Sims and I got to play my, how I wanted the world to be. And it was great. You know, I got to make my girl and she had all these friends because I also, you know, moved moved here and I made friends and it was great. And then I, we moved districts. We moved to more, even south of your south of Texas, we moved to uh, a, a city that was one of the last desegregated cities in Texas. Hmm. So it's yeah. It's like they didn't desegregate until like the seventies, y'all. Like they were they they were holding on to that for a while. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we moved here. I experienced my first bout of racism. I experienced, you know, um, just again. It's not. It wasn't really the kids per se, but they were very like. We're over here, and you're over here, and it, it, and it wasn't even just like a race thing. It was they didn't know me. These kids all grew up in this town, and mm-hmm. they went to elementary school together. They went to junior high together. Now they're going to high school together, and I didn't go to school with y'all at all. So, 
um, I would go home every day and just play The Sims. I'd make friends in The Sims and I would make a life going on and making this happen. And, you know, it was, it helped me with feeling so isolated. Then when you're a teenager, you hormones and depression and not, you know, other things going on at home or in life, whatever, you just kind of feel that you need to escape. Mm-hmm. So for me, for me, it was books and The Sims. Those two things helped me survive my teenage years until, you know, I left. So that's Adolescence one. is the worst. The yep. worst. Like, if I ever have children, I'm going to give them this game. Like, just here you go, hun. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I mean, and then I stopped playing after I went to college because college was fun and college everything was great. And I was also really busy because college is hard. And mm-hmm. then I moved to Maryland when I was 20 because, you know, college is expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, I joined the military and I left everything I knew and I had to move to Maryland. And that sucked because everybody in my group that came with me was married. So they didn't live on base with me or they were older. So they didn't live on base with me. So everybody that I worked with, none of them, I lived with so mm-hmm. I, came, I went back to the dorms that's what the air force calls their barracks by the way if you're any other branch mm-hmm. i went back to the dorms and i would sit in my room and do nothing i cried a lot i was very lonely i was very i, I would so find myself like slipping into some kind of like pseudo depression mm-hmm. um where i became like r- robotic like i would get up i would go to work i'd go home i'd sleep I'd get up i go mm-hmm. to work i go home and i sleep and um is that pseudo depression or is that depression i don't i don't know know because i just i always feel like depression is something that like when people i I feel like i always feel like my feelings aren't as my life it wasn't like my life was trash or something you know what i mean like yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like did i deserve to be depressed i don't know but i was (laughs) that's still depression you're still absolutely allowed to have those feelings no matter your circumstances well, I think you you're not clinically depressed, meaning you your brain is producing the proper levels of uh, the hormone, uh, you know, like serotonin. People with clinical depression, serotonin. Yes, we are not doctors. That's another disclaimer. Yeah, we're not doctors. Courtney, I'm glad that you so, said that. I have to. That's part of it. Um. So you, even though you were not like diagnosed with depression, because they know people with depression are very, you know, clear about that. Like we are diagnosed. It doesn't matter if we're having the best day of our life or the worst day of our life. This is what we are dealing with on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. Um, I do not have depression, so I can't speak from it personally. But I definitely think as a human, if you are going to work, going home, sleeping, eating, going to work, going home, sleeping, eating, that is not a good environment as a human <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean that's and not you are allowed a fulfilling you're allowed to feelings. responding feelings for that yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. as a human you were experiencing bad feelings mm-hmm. of course well, as a you human, were. i was in a I, I was having an episode yeah yeah and it was it was hard it was very hard i would call back and you know i would call home and i would be like everything's great i'm so happy here life is so great i'm just having the best life ever uh, and then i'll go back to sleep um i mean my 21st birthday i didn't do anything like it was just a bad time um, oh gosh yeah um i had to pull together a, f- a random friend that i had from like that would took tech school with me in another in texas and she came here and I mean, to maryland or whatever and we went to new york and i barely knew her but luckily she went with me and it was great but 
Um, it was still like one of those like false things. But anyway, so what I did was play The Sims a lot. It was very much like a role play thing. Like I just was like, okay, you're going to go do this. And they had the military track. I made, I made my Sim have the military track. And I made this mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, you know, this is a different life for you. Like you can play this. And it passed my time. It bided my time until I made friends. Now it took me six months to do that, but <laughs> it bided, it bided my time until I, I could pull myself out of it and become the person that I normally was and leave my dorm room and go find people. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go find humans. It took a power outage, but I had to go find humans. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The power went out and everybody came out of the rooms like cockroaches. It was weird. <laughs> wow. So that funny. is, that is my, um, part of my sims experience it just really helped me battle a lot of isolation and depression and loneliness and also anxiety just in general like later in my life that's because i'm not as isolated i have a roommate and she's you know she's a human um (laughs) and your furry roommates too i do they're pretty they're pretty chill um (laughs) but i still i still have really bad anxiety um Mm -hmm. It's one of my side effects of my time in military. Um, it exacerbated a lot of random things that I, not, that I had going on in my brain beforehand. And I just like poked the fire until I couldn't handle it anymore. But it's okay because I go and I zen out like I used to when I was a kid and I play The Sims and I make people and I make their lives and I make their clothes and I make it. It's just a very like routine thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me that you make yourself and that's just because and i'll touch on it when i talk about me but i (laughs) haven't made my sim self to play in a long ass time to me it feels like such a tall order you know it's like i I, i'm already screwing this up in real life (laughs) i don't know that i want to like try to try to make it even worse in in the digital world so it's interesting that that's your play style where for me that was like oh god don't open that box it's yes. only my play style when I'm having a moment. Like I have my sim self and she's the best version of me, y'all. She is amazing. Like she mm-hmm. is super smart and super talented and she's got all these like super things going on and she's great. But I only play her when I need to play her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. When she's there, she's, she did not die. And she's on, her, she's, on, she's on her own save. So she's not in anybody else's world. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, so, um, but yeah, I play her when I need to play her and she's there as my, as my, my, my thing. Um, Your literal me time. Yes. (laughs) My me time. (laughs) Thanks. I like that. (laughs) I highly recommend having your own me time. You, you can make her live, you live out your deepest, darkest fantasies. You can go be a black widow if you want to, or you can be an astronaut. Whatever you want to do with your life. Stay tuned for our Wicked Whims episode. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't have that. I don't have that installed on my uh, me time. Neither do I. Nope. Different kind of me time. Different kind of me time. <laughs> Different kind of me time. Marissa, what about you? Alrighty. So I've been playing Sims for like my whole life, basically. I was thinking about it the other day, and I've literally been playing my entire life because it's been out for 20 years or 19 years, and I'm 25, so literally my entire life. I This is weird to talk about. Okay, 
It was very hard for me. I totally get it. Yeah, this is like kind of weird. And also, I know my family's going to listen to it. I do want to say, first and foremost, I had a very wonderful childhood. My parents are still married, been married for 30 years, more than 30 years. Um, uh, my my siblings and I all get along. We all love each other. I never dealt with issues with my family, and I know that's so rare, and that's not everyone's experience at all. I feel like I don't know almost anyone who has a good relationship with their siblings or their parents are still together. It's like, that's very unusual. Hey, pick me. I have that too. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I know some people do, but it's very rare. Let's just make the disclaimer again that it doesn't, it's okay. You can feel whatever, any feeling you have is valid despite your past experiences. Even if you feel like you've been the luckiest kid in the world, that's, it's still okay to feel depressed, anxious, all of that. It does not mean anything else. Like you can have the best childhood and still feel like a steaming pile of poop. Yeah. And I mean, we, I did, we did deal with things as a family. I guess what I mean is like, we as a family, we we had our stuff. My parents fought, you know, my siblings and I fought. It wasn't like we had we were all just the Brady Bunch or something, but um but our issues was like, you know, living in, in San Diego and, and affording San Diego and dealing with money issues and dealing with extended family issues, like the our extended family, and sorry if you're in my extended family and for some reason listening to this because we haven't spoken in like 10 years, we had to deal with things as a family from the outside, you know, in. So when I started playing The Sims, it was kind of like, and then me personally as an individual, not even just my family, but I was I was bullied when I was younger, but it was definitely not to the extent that people have experienced today. So I almost feel like I wasn't bullied because I was never told to, you know, harm myself. I was never told I didn't deserve to live. You know, I, I was never told those things. Bullying today is super vicious. Like, good God, I'm glad I'm not a kid. Oh, yeah, I can't even. And I always kind of wore that badge like, oh, I was bullied, so I'm stronger. I am know how to handle things better. But now, if I had to deal with that stuff when I was younger, I was so sensitive and uh, naive when I was younger. Mm-hmm. If I had people calling my house every day, you know, emailing me every day, multiple times a day, telling me these horrible things, I can't even imagine what these kids go through. It's just awful now. I just dealt with like, yeah, I just dealt with like, you know, the three-way call where you think you're talking to one person, they start gossiping about another girl, and then that other girl is on the line. Yeah, I didn't even have that. You know, or like... Oh, yeah. I've had that a ton. I think that's why I hate talking on the phone nowadays, because every time someone called me, it was something like that. That's 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 some mean girl shit right there. I was just going to say, I thought that only existed for mean girls. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that's a real thing that really happens to real people. I dealt with the like... They would forward oh, me the email thread. Oh, look, this girl said you're fat and ugly in the email thread. Ah, you know, WTF, with, mate. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I dealt with girls screaming horrible names to me because I went to a, a – one of the schools I went to had, like, classrooms upstairs and downstairs. And so, like, I'd be walking to the lockers and the girls upstairs would, like, scream out, like, horrible things to me. Jesus. And I was just like – so that's what I dealt with on a day-to-day basis, and not just at school, but in other areas of my life too. 
So it wasn't fun. Girls are the worst. Why are we the worst? Yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, it was just, and it was always girls, of course. Um, But um, so that's kind of what I dealt with. And the nice thing in The Sims, because I was always so upset and always like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Because I was so naive. I didn't understand that. I always thought it was something that I was doing. And oh, I'm, I'm unintentionally making all these people so mad. Like that's how I took it. I did not understand it as, nope, you are just being bullied because that's just how it is. It, it's nothing that I'm specifically doing wrong, you know? So I always took it a lot harder than than necessary. And I remember my mom always said, you gotta be like a duck. And that's my advice. That's what I tell everybody. Whenever they're going through anything, you be like a duck. Ducks have waterproof feathers. So the water, when they come out of the water, it just the water rolls right off their back and they keep moving. Don't don't let it get them down. They keep doing the things that they need to do. So uh, I love that. I love that. Just let it roll off your back. Be the bigger person, even if it's a really difficult situation. If you have waterproof feathers, it just rolls off you, you know? So um, yeah, my mom told me that. That is so sweet. I love that. Are you guys um, Disney fans at all? Disney, Pixar people? Yeah. My um, my mom adopted the Just Keep Swimming from uh, Dory. We're both Ellen fans too. So it's like, hey man, just keep swimming. Yeah. You just got to keep going. Uh, yes. And it's hard sometimes. It's that feeling of like wanting to curl up into a ball. And sometimes that's okay too. But life goes on and, and just coping and, and continuing on. That's the goal. That's That's what you have to do sometimes. And side note, if you're just keeping swimming and you're tired, you're getting tired and your legs are tired and your arms are uh-huh. tired, like I don't want to swim anymore, reach out for somebody. Yeah. And they can help you swim. Don't drown. They can, they, they, they can hold you until you're ready to dr- swim, on yourself, mm-hmm. swim by yourself. So don't, don't swim drown. alone. That's how you end up eaten by sharks. Fish are friends. This metaphor, not food. This metaphor went in a weird No, way. I'm following exactly. it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's true. It's like sometimes you need a life vest. And if a life vest is reaching out to a family member, if a life vest is speaking to a mental health uh, professional, if it's even just getting yourself a glass of wine or a chocolate milkshake and just. Or both. <laughs> At the same time. Just mix them, just mix them together. At the same time. Alternate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and and just sitting down and playing The Sims. I mean, all of all of that to say, uh, Sims is definitely something. Because what I like about it, and and this is anything. This is people do this with art, with writing, whatever it is. But uh, if you just if you're in a getting a big fight with your significant other, or you whatever boss your boss is being crazy, whatever it is, if you just take an hour, half an hour. And just do something else with your brain, whatever that is. And for me, it was The Sims. Literally turning off your real life and just sitting and recreating a neighborhood or taking like three hours to make your sim exactly perfect. Like whatever that is to you, because it gives your brain kind of time to process the emotion, uh, process the situation and see your situation a little bit more clearly versus seeing it through emotion because you've had time to calm down your emotions. Um, So just kind of sitting, turning everything off about your real life and literally just thinking, 
all that exists right now is this little house in The Sims, and I'm going to put all the plants exactly where I want them, blah, blah, blah. And then when you kind of step out of it, you're like, okay, now I understand how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. I understand the situation a little bit better. Now I can reach out to the friend I'm fighting with, or now I can write down strategies of how to help my career or whatever it is. It just gives your brain a little bit of a break. So you're not just amplifying it in your head and making it more and more than it needs to be. If it is a very small situation or if it is actually a very difficult, hard thing, when your brain has had time to process it, it's like, oh no, I really do need to talk to somebody or I do need to reach out to a therapist or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know? So that's what I use the Sims for a hundred percent. Just let me not think about things for a little bit to give my time, to give my brain time to kind of process things. And even just creativity, like I'm just a very creative person, I guess. This feels weird calling myself that because I don't paint or I'm do sorry. art or write or anything. Anyone who's seen I your screenshots of your builds <laughs> will say you're a creative person. Marissa's builds, as you have seen on our social media, I mean, are abfab. Are oh my God, you're a creative person. Yeah. See, they, you're more they take you're more hours. visual. I'm more of a backstory. A lot of my Sims have epic fucking backstories because yeah. I'm a writer. So they all have like legitimate yes. like that little bio thing is a freaking novel every time. <gasps> How funny! I never do that <laughs> that bio thing. I do it just in my head. Yeah, I I have ideas for people, but yeah, for my houses, that's that's just. That's how I express my creativity. Because, like, as an adult, you know, I work a nine to five job. I'm married. We're gonna buy a house this year. Like, I I can't pull out my art easel and start painting. I just, you know, it's just The Sims is a nice, easy way for me to express my creativity without it being like a very expensive or even time consuming habit. You know, it's just something simple and easy. I throw on my computer, do what I need to do, or even. You know, if I already want to listen to a podcast, I can just throw on The Sims and do what I need to do, you know. Anyway, so, yeah, and that's how I've kind of always used The Sims as more of a creativity thing versus, like, a storytelling thing. Um, Like, I remember before I met my husband, the boyfriend I was seeing beforehand, like, a year or two before I met my husband, he – when we broke up, I literally redid all of Oasis Springs. Like, it took me – I want to say a month or two because I literally bulldozed every single lot, rebuilt them, decorated them like extravagantly. Like it was the most insane thing. It took me so long, but like just do giving myself that kind of project just helped me deal with things, all the drama and the stupid things I deal with breaking up with that guy. It was like, okay, you're being stupid what's happening in Oasis Springs? What arch am I adding? What paint am I making this house? You know? So that's why I like the Sims. It just kind of helps me process things a little bit better, I guess. I get it. I mean, y'all, y'all know how the beginning of this podcast was um, me in my life. My personal life was imploding <laughs> at the very beginning of us mm-hmm. doing the inception of this podcast and this podcast and may enforcing me to replay the Sims more for this podcast helped me so much because I mean I was crumbling and I was putting on a very happy face for you guys in the messenger and whatever it is but I was crumbling I didn't eat for like a week yeah. it was bad 
<laughs> yeah, I lost uh, like 10 pounds, which is yay, 10 pounds, but ooh, bad way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um it wasn't it wasn't pretty and I was tr- and I was trying really hard to cuz I had committed to doing this like I don't know like 2 weeks before everything just went to shit. And I mm-hmm. had to focus on in my downtime from making my I had to focus on playing this game for episode content and for that and I so I totally understand your connection of going through a breakup and then Never mind. I'm gonna play The Sims. <laughs> yeah, you text me stupid things. Your girlfriend's text this new girlfriend's texting me stupid things. Guess what? <laughs> Bulldoze this house. Screw you. Screw you. Block block. <laughs> I will redo this house. <laughs> yeah, that's my advice on exes. Block. Buy. Play The Sims. Excellent advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um. So, what about you? Melissa, not Marissa. We should put we should put like <laughs> me in between you guys. Instead of like Melissa, Vanity, Marissa. <laughs> You're in between us for me, for my view. Do not be offended if we're laughing. It's like kind of weird to talk about this stuff because this is stuff I've never verbalized before to any person. So it's kind of nice just to like say a joke after it. This is super awkward for us, and I want you guys to please understand that. And so every time I interject some weird spastic joke, it's because I'm feeling real um, flayed open, if you will. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. (laughs) I... I don't know. I'm I'm more of a using humor to cope Chandler Bing style individual. Yeah. So Chandler Bing. I think too. I think it Chandler Bong. Chandler Bong. Yeah. I, I think it wouldn't be us if we weren't uh, laughing a bit through this. I think that's important. I think we'll talk a little bit about some of the articles we found that you know talks about you know Sims adds humor as a coping mechanism too. So um, mm-hmm. stay tuned. My whole jam is uh, I'm, I'm gonna roll it all the way back here. Body autonomy is so important. Emotional intelligence is really important and it's not easy for everyone. I have a diagnosis, but I realize that I am privileged to have one because I was able to see a professional, um, not early in life, you know, late end of my high school career. Um, I think what you guys are talking about, and I'm not a professional, but, you know, I've been in this rodeo a while and I think it's still valid to talk about the feelings that you have, whether they're an official diagnosis or not, you can still call them a depression, anxiety, being nervous, being anxious, being depressed, being sad, being blue. So although I, you know, am diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, I know that not everyone has the the paperwork to prove it. And I think that shouldn't be seen as that important. Um, mm-hmm. But like many others, I, you know, I have, I have generalized anxiety, I fall into depressions, you know, semi often, I would, I wouldn't call it frequently, because I am on medication to manage it. The medication I take for anxiety also helps with depression. Um, I'm kind of self diagnosed with uh, seasonal effectiveness disorder, which is basically you get real bummed um, when it's cold out, which, I mean, again, I'm being a little bit light with it. But uh, wintertime really sucks for me sometimes after after Christmas when everything's joyous and and holly holly jolly and holly and holly jolly and merry <laughs> holly. Um, yeah 
it's 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 rough it's a rough three months that's coming in so mm-hmm. what do i do i stay inside and i play sims um i've been playing for a while too i really started playing with sims 2 um my friends had sims 1 when we were in elementary school and i pretty sure my mother was not thrilled with me playing it but yada yada um I use Sims as a coping mechanism because as you've both touched on, it's kind of this, this option for self-care and it's, it's a nice way to escape, um, go into your own world, literally your own world that you create, that you bulldoze every other lot and build it up to, to your own liking. Um, and I don't know, has anyone else gotten the achievement of like, just getting started. You've played Sims for yes. over four hours straight. It's like, oh, oh yep. thanks for reminding me there, of that yeah, shame. Like, there's one beyond Ten that. hours. Yeah. 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think was it Sims, I mean, Sims two or three told you to like go outside or something. Like it was like it was like, don't you want to take a break? Rude. Yeah. So rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I'm the the style of player where if like if I got a Sunday where it's snowing as it is today. I'm gonna cozy up. I'm gonna get my my maybe a glass of wine. It's a little early for that at this point, but you know, I'm gonna play some Sims. I'm gonna do a nice marathon. I don't really get the chance to um, on a weekly basis just because I work um, and I have a longer commute, so I get home <laughs> and I go to sleep. Um, and sometimes that really gets to me, and other times it's okay. But I think that it's also important to to know that you know, you're, you're in this world. It's kind of great because you can control everything and things go your way. And, and that is, that can be very therapeutic, but it's important to, um, I have to watch myself because if I, you know, have the opportunity and, and have the time on the weeknights and go, yeah, I'm just going to play Sims for, you know, a little while. And then it turns into it's past midnight and I have to work the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a self-care option that, can be really helpful but it can be harmful as well if you do it too much everything in moderation you know if i took too many you know bubble baths with bath bombs i would turn into a prune and that wouldn't be caring for myself at all so i'm i'm also the type of person who has self-care by like letting myself eat that cheeseburger and like that's the type of you know non-moderation that i'm talking about (laughs) when it turns into every day I'll just give myself a cheeseburger to treat myself. I'll just give myself that, a cheeseburger yeah. to treat myself. Yeah. That is one there's of my self-care. self-care. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's self-care and there's self-indulgence. Mm-hmm. And I by no means am practicing, you know, the perfect balance at all. Um, trying to work on that. Trying to hit the gym in the new year. Um, but I think, you know, I'll, I'll provide the dissenting opinion. I mean, we're all well aware that, you know, it should have its limits. Um, but I do enjoy it as a way to sort of just have, just live in a world where things are going my way. And if I, you know, if, if I'm feeling sad, I can just delete that sad moodlet, (laughs) you know, and just, and just focus on something else. So in a sort of poetic way, it's nice to just make things go right. And also like, like Mm -hmm. I said, I sat in my room, I sat in my dorm room for six months playing the Sims and not leaving my room because I felt 
I just, I used it as such a coping mechanism that I felt like, well, I don't need anybody. I can come home. I can play The Sims. I can watch TV in the background. I can eat this pizza I just bought and I'm going about my business. And it just became, it became a crutch. Mm-hmm. It beca- I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I could have left long before those six months happened. I could have left, but it took the power going out and I no longer have the Sims because I have no power yeah. <laughs> for it to push me outside of my room. So it, it, it became a crutch that I, I can see that as well. So open the window, mm-hmm. go outside a little bit yeah. and then come back in and play the Sims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can say that anything you know and and Mm -hmm. and luck i feel like we're so lucky in a way that it's the sims and it's not gambling or drinking or drugs or cocaine or cocaine (laughs) you know because i know i could be doing drugs yeah but it's the same thing when you're when you're um you're using something to escape in a harmful way where it's like you're literally not dealing with things like you're literally I could pay that bill but I'm just gonna play the sims instead (laughs) you know I could like responsibly talk to people nope nope I'm just gonna do this it's just the same thing of letting it control you versus you controlling it preach okay so we do have, um, you know, those are our stories. Those are our experiences, which, but not all, but we did ask for um, other people's experiences too, from our listeners and from our team. Um, so we're going to read these verbatim. Um, we're not going to alter anyone's narrative, uh, but we're also not going to use any last names because sensitivity. It's none of your business. <laughs> right? You don't know my last name. You don't know me. <laughs> okay. So I'll do Rachel's. All right. So go for it. She said, she's, she said, I'm reaching out due to Facebook post requesting submissions for discussions on mental health and diversity representation in the Sims. As a cisgender, ginger, <laughs> sorry, cisgender white straight woman, I'm going to really only talk about mental health. I've struggled with anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts throughout my life. Currently, my mental health is the best it's ever been. Yay! I know there have been lots of discussions over mental health issues as traits and new aspects in creatism, but I don't know how I feel about that. For one, everyone's mental illness is different. How my anxiety itself, how my anxiety expresses itself could be different than Eliza Pancakes. Not trying to diagnose her or anything. (laughs) That makes it really tricky from a coding perspective. Also, frankly, my personal opinion, I already feel strange about the gloomy trait from someone who has struggled with depression. The way it appears it controls your sims seems seems similar in essence to depression. Is it weird that it makes me feel oddly attacked anytime I play with the gloomy sim? I don't like it. I also don't like that it that it often appears when a sim has a passive parent. I understand realistically that it's a possibility, but depression doesn't only show up in those situations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like it more so shows up because because it's a negative trait, which frankly makes me feel like crap sometimes playing the game. Despite being gloomy at times throughout my life, my depression has made me a hella strong person and I and I've been able to overcome overcome so much shit. The game just can't ever accurately represent that. For me, I'd rather not try to play a sim with a mental illness. It's supposed to be an escape, and I'd rather not be reminded of while I'm playing of some of my own daily struggles. I also feel the same way, Rachel. Just saying. 
Hot take. Hot take. I don't want to play. I don't want to play a sim with depression and and body issues and mm. um, stuff like that. I, I don't because I, I already have those. I know how that works. I'm I'm my own sim. I don't need to play it again. Mm-hmm. I'm already playing it in real world. Well, and the other thing, so I feel you. Just to jump on them, I know sim the Sims creators are definitely very seriously considering adding disabilities in the game. And I do like that idea in the sense of physical disabilities, because it is not realistic that everyone can see, hear, and walk. That's not a reality. And I know Sims isn't reality, mm-hmm. but um, still, I-, I do agree with that. My only concern with adding mental disabilities is the fact that young children are going to be playing it. And I know young children with those mental disabilities is going to be playing it and that they're going to feel represented. But my worry is the kids who don't have the specific mental disabilities and how they're going to perceive people that do. That is my only concern. Are they, but I don't know. It's, it's so in its infancy that we don't really know the effect of it. But that's my only concern is, are they going to take those mental disabilities seriously because it's a game to them? Like, that's where I'm getting at. Are they going to see them as real people or just, oh, you're like my sim. Like, you're not a, you don't really have those issues or, oh, you can just eat a, eat a sandwich and you feel better. Or we can go cry it out in your closet and you feel better. (laughs) Yeah, go cry it out on your bed for five seconds and then you'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. that's my, uh, like, you know, just my gut reaction to it. I definitely think <laughs> that they should explore it and they should take their time exploring it. I do not think that they should just launch this in the next up- update. You know what I mean? I think they should talk to a lot of people who suffer various, um, or not suffer, but experience different disabilities or different mental health experiences um, and, and see, you know, cause that's just, uh, you know, when they first started announcing that I was like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about I that. I don't want my game to be that real. I'm just saying guys, I'm sorry. I don't want to be that real. I don't need it to be that real. Yeah. But I, I, I do like the idea of yeah having Sims in wheelchairs, having Sims that are blind, especially now that they have pets, they have seeing eye dogs or, or, um, or, uh, What's yeah. it? Therapy dogs and stuff like that. Therapy cats. I love that. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think they should probably start with that and take more time on the mental disabilities, you know? I think that's a good assessment. As far as physical disabilities go, um, one of our other teams, Team Llama, is going to be covering um, diversity uh, in another very special episode coming up. So check back for another discussion on on disabilities in relation to The Sims, I think the way we have it now with the base game as it is and the option to add mods um, is sort of the ideal for me because I'm I'm a realistic player. I do a lot of, you know, challenges where you have to make money and, you know, yeah, that's kind of (laughs) uh, copying the grind of the real world, but it's in a much prettier, more colorful world. But I think... I think the option is something a lot of people want, but I think the way they allow it to be implemented into the game is important. I think you should have the option to turn it on and off. I think there's should be the option for, you know, you know, symptoms to appear or not mm-hmm. appear. I think 
as you said, Marissa, for the mental side of things, it needs to be very carefully addressed because it is, you know, a form of disability that is still being figured out by society. And, you know, it's not widely known how it's handled. Um, For physical disabilities, though, and again, this might be touched on by our other team, I have a great mod that I will find for pets that allows you to have them be blind in one or both eyes. You can make tripod pets, which I think are I probably I don't know how problematic it is to say I think tripod pets are adorable. I think no, all pets are adorable. I, lo- I love. Let me just put that blanket statement tripod on there. Tripod pets are the most adorable things. Yeah, so you can. I have one. It's. I think it's got like. Um, you can sub out a leg, make it three legged. Um, some eye things. I think it has the ear tip for any uh, animal activists out there who know that the snipped. Uh, edge of an ear in cats anyway means that they are neutered if they were mm. feral but yeah i will find that link because i haven't really used it because i don't <laughs> hear my animal activism shining through i don't make pets all that often i just adopt them so maybe i'll adopt one and and do some tweaking uh to do that but yeah i think to to be able to add on as a modification to the base game and we've seen that sims 4 has been so much more open to modifications to custom content than past iterations of the sims then it could be that you know this is sponsored from like hey this is a maxis sponsored mod like maybe they even help with it maybe it's an expansion pack um that can or cannot be added uh, or turned off depending on what kind of game you are playing in that given day um i like the idea of having them in there but i think the option should be I think you should be able to to pick and choose like you are with everything else. I in agree. Sims. And same, you can see the same with how they um, opened up the option to make your Sims not conform to the stereotypical genders. You can make them more gender fluid and mm-hmm. it's completely optional. It's just a little click down. You can keep them as a, as a traditional male, female, and however that, whatever that means to you. Um, but you can mix things up a little bit. And I, I know that Sims got a lot of backlash for that, like from outer media, but in the actual Sims community, it was praised because that is something that a lot of people do in the Sims because um, they're representing themselves or even they're representing people they know. And so a lot of people don't just conform to whatever stereotype a video game has so just opening it up and giving it like literal options where it just lists everything and you click the one you want like that's perfect and there's no like conflicting anything you know you literally just click all the stuff that you want to represent for that sim which I, I really like that and it's mm-hmm. totally optional you can play with that you cannot play with that it's not a uh, so I think if they were to do mental disabilities or physical disabilities it should probably be like that where it's the like how the um, the gender is for the game where it's a little drop down and you just pick. I mean, it's might be triggering that you're just listing a few of them, but you know, something along those lines. Sure. I know we did have a couple articles about that people with mental, mental and physical disabilities don't like the idea of it being a trait. Uh, you know, the idea that you like to paint sure. has nothing to do with the fact that you, you can't move your leg or, you know, the idea that, it should be a separate thing. So I think that's an option for SIP makers is to, or the EA is to have it listed as part of the actual character, just like their name and their walk style, have it listed on that side. 
Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thought, too, because, I mean, you talk, you think about the um, identifying, the gender identification. And again, I don't want to get too into yes, this because yes, uh, Team Llama <laughs> will be covering uh, dis- uh, visibility in the community. Um, but it does. It has this crossover because you think about, you know, as far as play style, there's those toggle options, you know, masculine, feminine traits um, that for the most part don't affect gameplay. Like you can pick whether they can pee standing up or sitting down. Also, I like they have ability to get pregnant, get others pregnant mm-hmm. or none. Yeah. I do like the option as well. And I have done that when I do storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. as I'll have none because that's the story. You know what I mean? So whatever, whatever none means yeah. to you, whether it be a cis woman that can't get pregnant or a, a transgender woman that can't get pregnant, whatever that story means to you, mm-hmm. that's something that they have. So and I, I like that a lot. Um, and I think it was tastefully done. Yeah. I am not a, a, a transgender woman. By, I'm not transgender woman, but, and I don't have those experiences. I am straight, but I do really like that. Uh, I like having the option in my game for people I know, or just if I'm playing a certain story, cause I want to play it that way. I really like that they added that because Sims from day one has been, you know, gay gay marriage or or women and women being together and men and men being together. That's never been an you know a non option in The Sims. So it makes sense that they would be one of the first games to have uh, the no two gender bias in a game where it just has whatever you create. I like that. They they have a history of being progressive in their gaming options. And I think, you know, taking into account mental illness uh, is really just the next step. Yeah. If you're listening, you're thinking like, there's so much they didn't talk about. It's because we're not supposed to be talking about it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) We're not supposed to talk about it. Stay tuned. Next episode. More to come. Marissa, would you like to read the next story? So this is Jacqueline's story. So same thing. I was going to read it outright. I don't want to, uh, you know, not include anything for your story, Jacqueline. Okay. So <clears throat> my brain's a bit of a mess. I have anxiety and ADD with an occasional bout of reoccurring depression popping in and saying hello every once in a while. And to add to the fact that I'm also currently working on dual honors degrees and it's probably, Girl, oh, gosh. oh gosh, congratulations. That's amazing. I could barely get my associates. That's amazing. Okay. Um, (laughs) So uh, it's, uh, and it's probably not hard to imagine that sometimes I feel a little bit out of control when it comes to my actual life. Meditating is something that a lot of people suggest as a way to, um, of helping to deal with mental illness. And while I totally agree, it can be super, super helpful. And I do try to meditate as close to daily as possible. I realize that traditional Sit on a cushion, close your eyes and breathe. Meditation isn't the only way, or even the most effective way, depending on the day, to get my brain to shut off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over time, I've come mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah, I. Oh, okay. Anyway, I've. I'm agreeing. I'm bad at meditating too. Yes, yes. I agree with you. My Jackie. brain. My brain just wanders. It does not turn off. Yeah. yeah. And with what she's mm-hmm. experiencing, this makes sense. What she's saying. Yeah. Um, so over time, I've come to learn that playing The Sims actually has a really similar effect on my brain to meditation. When I'm simming, I'm not thinking about school or whether or not my friends are all hanging out without me or how much reading I need to get done before the following day in order not to fail the semester. 
all I'm thinking about. In there. Yes, right? All I'm thinking about is what's going on on my screen. To me, that's meditation, and it's ridiculously therapeutic. There is a seriously small number of activities that I found that really allow me to shut off and dive into all dive all into what I'm doing. And The Sims is honestly one of the most effective ways I've found for that purpose. I really can't control the rea- reality of my day-to-day life, but I most definitely can control that for my Sims. And that small fact in and of itself can be extremely comforting. The world around me is going to be chaotic whether I like it or not. So whether I choose to build a world that's as serene and calm as a, com- as a summer's day or a clusterfuck of chaos that I've designed myself, the power to choose is as good as a bomb to any of the woes in reality, in my humble opinion. And girl, preach. preach girl. I yeah. agree a hundred percent. It it is a way to turn off your brain. Like yesterday, I'm doing the not so berry challenge. I played for eight hours straight, and I didn't even blink. Like I didn't even realize <laughs> I was doing it because I was so involved. And finally, my husband was like. Because, of course, my husband was playing video games, too. And he looks at me and he's like, Marcel, we've been playing video games for eight hours. But we've had a really stressful <laughs> month. We've had tons of things. We've both been sick. We've both have we had a lot of stress this month so uh, or last month in December. So, it, like, we needed, like, a day to literally just play, play video games for eight hours to just turn off our brains and not think about the stress. Did you eat? <laughs> no. I, it wasn't until we were <laughs> turning me and was literally like, Marissa, we've been playing video games for eight hours. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, my eyes hurt. Like, I need to, like, not look at a screen for, <laughs> for an hour. Um, <laughs> but That's funny. See, my boyfriend and I, uh, he's a, he plays video games too. So we kind of fall into that. Like we just need a large chunk of time mm-hmm. to not be in our real lives. And I think, I mean, it's so cool that she likened it to meditation. I have always been self-proclaimed real bad at meditation. That's not really a helpful from a psychological standpoint. It's not a helpful thing to say, but I'm bad at it. Like oh, girl, I always I'm say that worst. I'm bad at practicing mindfulness is hard. Mm-hmm. Living in the present is hard. And not that I don't know that those are the same things as meditation, but just the ability to shut your brain off mm-hmm. from normal life and, and, and do something else. And, and I have a very active brain. So I will loop into these anxious, uh, spiraling looping thoughts and it's a real pain in the neck. But if I'm, if I can take my brain off of that circular track and put it on the track of, well, I need this woman to get, pregnant a hundred times and have a hundred babies like that's the that's the problem that i focus on that's the uh problem solving that i can just switch to and it's nice it's it's a nice you know kind of removal of the self but i never thought of it as meditation and now i will i never thought about it either it's so good and and also the control um because i've definitely done that before where i make like my yeah speaking back to my oasis springs i made everything perfect Everyone in the town was perfect. They were all friends. They had these beautiful, amazing houses. They all were millionaires. You know, I did that. But I've also played where everything was horrible. There was a guy getting everyone pregnant and everyone was fighting in the streets. And there was like 10 different Damn it, Tom Lothario. It was Tom Lothario. Yep. <laughs> Tom Lothario. How did I know? How did I know? Pregnant. Dom the dog. Because like, he's an on. asshole. Well... <laughs> And literally, literally, Sims were fighting in the streets because it was all like the husbands of the the, the <laughs> wives or the the boyfriends or just the women fighting each other. I mean, it was literally 
chaos and nonsense. And I didn't stay in that. Happy neighborhood brawl day. Yeah, I didn't like stay in that for a long time because it was kind of like nonsense. But it was just like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Same girl. Shall I read the next testimonial? This next story comes from Allie. She says, I live with anxiety and high-functioning depression. I have always loved playing Sims regardless, but especially lately with factors of my life. Lately, it has been more frequent. I'm going back to school, work a full-time job, and just the craziness of life with my depression. So on my days where I come home after putting on my face to the world, like I am not going crazy on the inside, I play Sims. I am able to shut off my brain and escape from my own thoughts and feelings and channel them into this world that I created, that I have control of. When I feel like I am failing in life, I am able to control a Sim to achieve their aspirations as I figure out how to achieve mine in real life. When I am having days where all I want to do is hide in my room and not get out of bed, I will pull out my laptop and play Sims, create a world where I can be whoever I want to be. An actress, a scientist, a stay-at-home mom with four kids running around, anything. The Sims is a world of possibilities that allow me to get out of the worrisome thoughts and relax for a while in this crazy world. Ugh, preach again. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the amount of times that we've said, you know, shut off my brain is, I, I, that's exactly how I feel. It's because I have a brain that ha- takes a lot to shut it off. I'm a really bad sleeper. Um, oh my gosh, me, same. Yeah. It takes me forever to fall asleep at night. Um, I just, it just goes. It's like a motor that cannot be shut off. I get songs stuck in my head really easily. I feel like oh that's my kind of a same. weird I always trait. have a yeah. song in my head. Always. I will wake mm-hmm. up with a song in my head. Like that's what mm-hmm. wakes me up sometimes yeah. is like a song just starts blaring up. in my head. That's I wake so up to weird. a radio yeah. in my head. Yeah. I'll have two sometimes. That's really annoying. Oh, and yeah. I'll have like one where I try to just switch it to a different song and then they're bull and it's not a good mashup anyway. Um, yeah. Sometimes for, for folks like us, it's nice to just shut it down, yeah. just mm-hmm. shut it down and focus on something else. Preach, preach. Yeah. All right. This is from Becky. She says, I have anxiety and depression, which I've struggled with since my early teens and my paranoia will spark up if I'm going through a really bad patch. I've been playing The Sims from the start, but since my mom got was diagnosed with cancer, it became an extra level of comfort. For those seven years, I felt like I had zero control over if this round of chemo would give my mom more time or not. I had control with my Sims. I could look after every aspect of their life as three and then four came out, and I got more and more control which I didn't have in my life. When my mom did pass away after a long battle, I quit a job that I hated. I didn't have a job for 10 years. Jesus. <laughs> this podcast and the Sims game helped me. I didn't have to think about shit or how I was planning a wedding that my mom wasn't going to be there for. Oh, honey. I understand why people want their mental illness and their disabilities in the game. I have PCOS, but for me, I wouldn't want that in my gameplay. It's my escape from my troubles, but also my depression. I don't need to think about looking after my Sims' physical and mental health as well as my own. It's been a battle that I was diagnosed with at 12 and that this game was my escape. I don't want it destroyed. I don't mind if it's put in the game as I know it's what people want, but I want a choice to opt out of it. I don't want to deal with my mental issues, passing out on a monthly basis, or ending up in the hospital because an ovarian cyst has burst in my game as well. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. It's oh. preached so hard. It it just it's oof. Mm-hmm. Like like That's I tough. completely understand. Like my my dad is battling cancer for the second time. Well, 
yeah, um, as well. Right now, he just started his chemo and radiation yesterday, okay. Monday, um, for the second time. And mm-hmm. um, it's I'm not I'm just not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it. We're not thinking about it. We're just like it's another day. Mm-hmm. You're just going to the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to think about it anymore. So I don't want cancer in my game. I don't want mental problems in my game. I don't want. I don't want that. I just and so I completely agree with Becky. Like I, I there's there's enough shit storms in my life that I don't want to have to have to deal with it in my game. But if that's how people deal, like if they mm-hmm. want that in their game, I do want the option to opt out. I do want the option to turn it off. I don't. I don't. I don't want. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's only fair. Yeah. I think it's it's great that she's talking about like the community does want it, and for someone who wants a more realistic game, I. I think it would enrich my game, but I understand that it would be painful for others. So I think the happy medium there is to be able to opt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's how some people might be able to deal with it. Um, you know, right. if they have maybe a friend who has a certain physical or mental disability and they personally are having a hard time understanding it and accepting it in whatever way it is, um, being able to put it in The Sims and just kind of see a, a – very dumbed down version of that and a very filtered version, not a real experience, obviously, but a game experience. Um, It might be, it might be nice for people to kind of deal with things. Or if, if someone very recently was diagnosed and they feel so overwhelmed to be able to make a sim with a certain diagnosis, you know, but I do definitely see Becky's point of view. She's like, I do not want to deal with it. I want to make a yeah. sim running around doing whatever I want them to do. Yeah, I, I definitely see it. <laughs> this is Melly's story. Um, Melly says, growing up, I was always the odd one out. I always felt like I wasn't like my siblings. I turned to the sims to escape that empty feeling. At the age of 14, I found out that the man that raised me wasn't my real father. That didn't affect our relationship until my biological father decided to jump into the picture. My mom divorced my dad and used me to get back with my biological dad. He had his own kids. They They meshed as a family perfectly, and again, I was the odd one out. The older I got, the more I felt like I didn't belong on this planet. I tried killing myself multiple times, and each time something stopped me. Again, I turned to The Sims. I created... A world I controlled. I may not be happy, but in my game, I was. I was for once in control of my fake life. Senior year of high school, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism, and that was my breaking point. I thought that was it. I knew if I didn't change something, I would be dead at the end of the year. I started coding and playing more games, and The Sims became a staple to me. It's always been there for me and has never let me down. Now as an adult, whenever I struggle, I know I have saves to get me through the day. I know for a few years I can't have kids, and as crippling as it is, I do not let it bring me down. As long as I have the Sims and the community and my doggies, I know I can conquer it all. Oh, like, Jesus. First of all, Mary and Joseph. Thank you, Melly, for being so honest and sincere. And the fact that we have people that are comfortable you know, sharing their stories, I think is so important in this podcast. And it's one of the reasons. Thanks to everyone. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who wanted to share their stories here. And thank you to everyone who did not feel comfortable 
but still wants to listen and and support. I mean, because this is, you know, we all got serious and just thank you. Thank you for trusting us with this because this is Yeah, that was life. That was my biggest fear with this game, like with this game, this this episode. I was like, I don't. People are trusting us with their words, with their struggles, with their theirness. You know, I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to mess this up. And yes, we had some jokey moments, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we know this is serious, and all of us have had this affect us in some way. And I really hope that this episode can help other people as well. That you guys. Um, know you're not alone mm-hmm. know that we are all experiencing the bullshittery of having a human brain to be the most mentally developed creature on this planet it has its drawbacks mm-hmm. it has its quirks and it has its problems and i don't care many people are saying it's technology today no honey we've had any problems since the beginning of time yes our brains <laughs> our brains just sometimes short circuit and oh, brains are the worst, well, they are the like, worst. It's, a, it's a monkey brain trying to figure out a computer like let's just call it <laughs> as it is you know it's a brain okay it's a brain that is used to you know uh spearing fish and uh finding shelter and <laughs> making fires and now it is and making babies and making babies and now it is dealing with uh political uh, scandals and <laughs> people dying everywhere and it's like what <laughs> like i can't handle this global warming global warming i mean even on the smallest scale, it's dealing with social issues, like just dealing with people not liking you for no reason, or people like in my case, not liking you for the way that you speak, because you don't sound black enough, but are you trying to be white? And like, no, it's just, oh my God. Yeah, it's, oh good, I can go into a spiel about that. It may have, made me really have a really horrible identity crisis. It's like, am I black? I'm black, but black people don't say I'm black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. am, am I not enough for you just because I don't sound like you? I'm sorry, but I wasn't. It's how I speak. It's the people that I was around growing up. Well, especially I mean, hell, I had a military I had, base. I had, I had a yeah, I had a British accent when until I was like six. It was <laughs> Aww, ridiculous. Baby. Yeah, because um, I grew up with British kids, and when you're a kid with other kids who sound like that, you sound like them exactly. And so. It's one of those things where I never felt comfortable in my own skin until well into my late 20s and 30s. Like I started to feel comfortable being who I am. And I credit that with The Sims, you know, granted they don't have a lot of oh, their their ability to put a black people's hair on something is really annoying, but um, <laughs> girl. That's another episode. But, <laughs> right. Um, I think something that Melly touches on towards the end, uh, despite going through all that she's gone through, uh, as she talks about in her story. Um, You know, the community is something that, you know, we haven't really talked about. The game itself can be therapeutic, but um, the Sims community is also kind of a rad place full of open-minded people for the most part. People who, you know, try to mod the game to include everybody's experiences. People who, you know, try to create custom content that, includes all races of people including mm-hmm. better hair for and and better skin sims of color yeah. better yeah, yeah skin and hair for um diverse sims and i don't know i i'm not as involved in the community side of things like i'm really bad at twitter and tumblr but 
I love that it has it's it has the ability to be, you know, a community, a true community, a place where people can go and talk about the game and talk about the societal implications of the game and and where the where the the crossovers are into real life um and for the most part save a couple of uh celebrity related controversies we're all <laughs> fairly you know giving and understanding and i don't know it's it's that's another kind of aspect that i hadn't I, considered yeah i think that's why i don't want to uh, part of me doesn't want the community tainted with the politics of mental health issues and the politics of, well, that's a triggering and that's, what is the, um, what is it? That's uh, ableist or that's this or that's that. Or that I don't want right. this community tainted with that. It's already everywhere. You have to watch what you say and watch what you do at any point in time on any kind of social forum because you might offend somebody. And I don't want this community to be tainted with that because we are so open already and and you know talking about mm -hmm. these topics and and you know typically it is you know i don't know i'm i'm a big fan of assume goodwill and consider intent yes and i i would say generally for the sims community we're all just kind of here talking about life and our simulation of life as grim so wisely says this is a life simulator um and and it's you know we're all just trying to grow and learn together so that is that is something that could potentially come out of uh adding these into the game as a non-toggleable option yeah also um just a little caveat for this episode as well please assume positive intent for whatever we are saying we are not trying to step on toes. We're not trying to, to use the wrong language or something that offends you or something like that. So understand that none of this is coming from a place of maliciousness. None of this is coming from a place of, you know, hate or mm-hmm. whatever. We're not trying to do any of that. So if you feel like, well, what she said was... Um, harmful to this community or that community or something like that. Not what we're trying to do. Um, so if you do take offense to something that we may have said, understand that we are humans, we are people, and we're talking about our own experiences and how it affects us, but you are still more than welcome to email us nicely and um, tell mm-hmm. us how it may or may not have, how what we said could have been something that we change. But do not jump on us like we're trying to, like, and I know, you know, ignorance is, you can Google it, but but uh, no but definitely definitely if you're like if you're part of a community and especially i feel like i probably said a lot of problematic things and with just because i'm i have trouble like expressing my thoughts into words a lot of time and it takes me like three sentences to make a cohesive sentence (laughs) so uh definitely if 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 I said something personally or anyone any of us said something and you're like, uh no, actually that's wrong because of this, just email us. We're happy to to read it and understand it and, and learn from it for sure and make the podcast better and mm-hmm. use the proper language and um you know, uh, grow from the experience and not we're not gonna dig yes. our heels in and say, Nope, this is what we think and this is it. We're Correct. definitely a very uh growing and changing podcast. We wanna be better for ourselves, for the podcast community, and for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the community, 
<laughs> yeah. I was, I think that, I think, I think, I think we've uh, packed on the heavy enough for you today. So <laughs> yeah. you can find us pretty much everywhere on the internet. On Instagram and Twitter, we are Plum Bob Cast. Uh, on Reddit, we are Plum Bob Podcast. And we have our own subreddit now, so check that out. Um, under the Plum Bob Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. And you can find us and email us through the website contact form at undertheplumbob.com. We're also on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, we're slowly starting to provide some video content. Recently, uh, Marissa herself was on doing a nice uh, custom content tutorial, how to get it, how to not blow up your computer when you try to get it, which was very helpful to me, <laughs> let me say. Um, and you can find that content at twitch.tv slash under the Plum Bob podcast. And we're on YouTube as Plum Bob podcast. You're listening right now, obviously, so you haven't had any trouble finding us. If you want to let others know about us, let them know that they can subscribe and rate and review uh, on all kinds of podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play. And if there's one that you use that you haven't heard yet, let us know. Email us under the plumbobpodcast.com and we will accommodate that the best we can. Please do rate and review, though. I think iTunes is the one that's important or something i don't know i don't have an iphone so i don't know how this works but do it (laughs) (laughs) big shout out to our whole team this episode really was a it takes a village uh effort some of the story submissions came from members of our team you know everyone sort of weighed in on these topics because you know they are are very special episodes they are very important so thank you also uh thank you to the people who the fans or the listeners we do appreciate you guys um, actually writing in. It was whole shock to me that we actually got some people to actually, you know, send us an email about it um, because we are a very, we're a fledgling podcast. <laughs> you like us. You really, really like us. So, but th- thank you for that. Seriously. Um, it, it brought some outside perspective because we are in a, we're in our little podcast bubble and it brought us some outside perspective. So we thank you oh so much for that. This has been a very heavy episode that we tried to pepper with some little bit of humor just to take the edge off, you know, like, like a shot of scotch. <laughs> um, <laughs> just take the edge off. Do you shoot and scotch? Shoot? Like a shot? No. Do you, a shot of no. Scotch? you down scotch? No. Do you, do you down a scotch? <laughs> swirl it around in swirl. a two tiny cup and if you have ice in it sometimes i don't know i don't know okay like I'm a shot of vo- like, like a shot of vodka because i know you shoot that <laughs> um, but anyway uh this has been uh, hard and easy all at the same time which is really weird for me i think it's because i'm very comfortable with my peeps that i'm talking to here and it's like i'm only talking to you because no one's listening right that's how this works <laughs> they are they're writing in they're um, writing in actively Jeez. and before we go uh one final reminder that next week there will be another very special episode from Team Llama. Um, they're going to talk about uh, diversity and representation in The Sims, um, what EA is doing, what EA can do to improve, and things like that. Which I love. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Super cool. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you made it this far, thank you for allowing us to be vulnerable. And definitely know after the next episode, we'll be back to just talking about the game and talking about um, a little bit more lighter topics. Jokes on jokes on jokes. 
jokes on jokes. I think we're doing cats and dogs, and I am so excited, y'all. Oh, yeah. Pets. Pets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be back to uh, lighthearted fun, but we wanted to take a minute just to make sure that you guys know how how to deal, how do you deal, and um, know that we want you here, not just to listen, but to exist on this big floating circle that we're on, this fear floating through space. We want you on it. <laughs> That's right. All right, everybody. I think it's time we head back to the real world. Thanks again for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. We are not doctors. That's another disclaimer. And we have a uh, special fill-in for this episode. So I'm Vanity, and you guys want to say your names or nah? <laughs> oh, can you, you're going to be very special in a very special episode. I'm doing it. I've okay. been told I'm very <laughs> special, so. <laughs> so cut out that whole minute. All right. Done. <clears throat> <laughs>